City of Iowa City's uh, meeting to order for December 7th. And I'm going to start with the roll call, please. We don't need we don't to work session. Roll call no, for special. No, okay. Work session. All right. <laughs> oh, great. And welcome to all the counselors and to those that are uh, in the audience visiting today and those that are watching virtually. Uh, we will, we have one item that we're going to be discussing today, and that is the re-precincting um, considerations. We have three, and I also wanted to probably just start with our uh, county um, auditor's office just to kind of introduce both of them and seem like we have a third person with them um, so that we can have a fruitful conversation today. So we do have Travis Wipert, who is the um, Johnson County Auditor, and we also have Mark Kistler, um, who is the Deputy Johnson County Auditor, and we have a third person who I don't know. Uh, Bogdana Velteriana, I'm the Deputy Auditor of Elections. Welcome to you three. I think what I would like to do is probably ask uh, one of those uh, from the county to maybe just give us a little um, background history of uh, this process. Also, we have three considerations before us. Um, maybe just mention to the council um, the, the parameters of this. My understanding that are, is that these are suggestions and we don't have to um, you know, take any of these. Also, if there are, I just wanted to make mention to the council, if there are suggestions that we're wanting, I think at our last meeting, we realized that on the 14th of December, we'll only have that one opportunity per se to finalize the first, second, and the third readings. Um, of course, we could always have another special meeting uh, should something arise, but I think this was our opportunity to really speak to the county auditors, get a clear understanding of what they're suggesting, and then that'll better inform us. So I'm going to welcome uh, someone from the Johnson County Auditor's Office. Thank you and good morning. Um, <clears throat> Travis Wipert, Johnson County Auditor. I'll just talk a little bit about the process and then hand it over to Mark. Um, for those of you that don't know, this is a process <laughs> that happens every 10 years um, after the census data arrives. Uh, it determines our legislative districts on down. Um, the cities technically um, have the right to build the maps as they see fit, long as it you know matches law and certain criteria. It just so happened, as I mentioned at the council meeting, um, working with the city staff and having the resources we do and having drawn plans like this before, we offered up our services and the city accepted. So we've come up with three plans, and I'll let Mark talk a little bit about how, we, how each one's a little different. Um, we used a couple of different uh, scenarios creating the maps. Um, we also included the bus line. That was something city staff gave us. So if you go out and play on the, our digital web, or on our website, there's like a digital map where you can see the bus routes and everything lined up so with that mark you want to speak a little bit more about the size and kind of how we came to each map uh, certainly uh, your legal limit for a precinct is 3500 um, with the uh, growth that uh, Iowa City has had uh, you had some of the existing precincts that uh, needed to be uh, 
reduced. Um, and certainly the uh, best way to do that was to add additional precincts um, in the initial discussions on what the suggestion should be for the number of precincts. Um, it was suggested by your staff that uh, we need to keep it in an increment of three uh, for the three council districts. Uh, so that's why we uh, came up with the number of 27, uh, working with your staff of what would ha handle the growth in Iowa City and have an even number of precincts in each district. Uh, we have uh, within our GIS uh, software an extension that we load the census data into and uh, create a database that uh, we can create copies for individuals in our office and staff in our elections division and the real estate division who uh, works with the GIS every day. Uh, a number of us worked on different models and uh, with that extension you can move census blocks around, group them and get instant feedback of what the numbers are to uh, come up with uh, plans. So we came up with three plans for you to consider. Uh, plan A, uh, the individual doing that really focused on having clean lines, uh, easily understood boundaries uh, on a precinct map. Um, plan two, the individual doing that kind of focused on the existing polling places and trying to build precincts uh, that made sense around the existing polling places. And then uh, plan three uh, was done to create uh, as good a balance, population balance as possible uh, between the precincts. You, you'll see some variation um, because we have to keep the precinct boundaries within the house district lines. So what happened is you have four house districts that come into Iowa City. Um, there's uh, one precinct uh, 22 in um, uh, the north that is in house district uh, 85. Uh, so that really could not change uh, because you can't move uh, any of those boundaries uh, across that house district line. Uh, Precinct four, as uh, the west part of the um, city were all put in House District 86, so four was separated from those, so it was pretty well set by the House District lines. Uh, we had two precincts uh, originally in the west part of town, uh, so that's where we added one precinct. And then the two largest House Districts, uh, 90 in the northeast and 89 in the southeast, each got an additional precinct and uh, so in each of the plans um, uh, the new boundaries were drawn uh, in C um, the idea was to keep them all under uh, 3,000 but you had a different uh, uh, mean uh, number to use as your target to to try to hit uh, as close to as you could uh, based on the population of that particular house district. So they're not truly balanced because in some cases uh, you have smaller numbers because um, you don't have uh, as much of an area to distribute the population on. 
and we looked at i mean obviously we use all kinds of software but at the end of the day it also came down to us getting together and meeting with city staffs uh tiffin others and we also looked at where the future growth was just on our own and tried to incorporate that and, you know if you're building a precinct then it was already close to three thousand, and we know you're you know that area is looking to have 100 homes put in well we're already at capacity so we made some changes based off of where we see your growth happening too for the uh, council districts we got some feedback from uh, city staff regarding uh, creating council districts for a plan uh, based on trying to get it fairly similar to the uh, existing council districts and so we went ahead and uh, tried to use that general format for all three of them so they all have somewhat similar uh, parameters for how the council districts were put together. Of course, since the precinct boundaries are a little different on each, they, they do have some variation between them. Well, thanks to both of you for uh, just kind of leading us through that. I'm going to open it up to counselors now just to chime in, ask any questions uh, for clarification. There were some comments in the memos we had about polling places. So how did that factor in as you were looking at new precincts or changing some of the boundaries in terms of you know, what's available um, and also accessibility for polling places? Uh, talk on that one or you want to talk about it uh, um, we, well we are um, continuously looking for polling places and um, I mean depending on what map you are um, going to choose we're gonna try and find something that's um, within the precinct if uh, not very close to it we, we are gonna need three additional polling places and certainly uh, we will need help finding locations. Um, we, we have to find uh, ADA compliant, uh, generally public buildings. Right. Uh, there are a couple precincts in all the plans where uh, there just aren't a lot of uh, facilities available in that particular area, um, so we, we'll probably end up with uh, two or three precincts outside the precincts because there's so they'll have to anything, anything available. So does that mean that you would find a location for them at another that's outside their precinct? As close as possible. Yes. As close as possible, but would not share the voting with another precinct? Well, we, we've, we've done that in North Liberty, uh, sharing a location. Um, their community center has the, the space to okay. have two polling places in the same building. So that could be a solution. But you're setting up essentially two different yeah. lines, right. two different, okay. Yeah, correct. We have to have, <clears throat> you'll still have two separate precincts. They won't be one when you walk in. Thinking about the confusion for people. Yeah, absolutely, and it's, it's confusing for our poll workers if sure. one precinct has something different than we, another we, precinct. We currently do that at Mercer Park. We okay. have two precincts that are in the same location. 
Okay, thank you. That's helpful. Yeah, Susan, I actually was a poll worker up in North Liberty this last election, and we had to post someone um, at the at the sort of the intersection and look at look at maps to try and make sure they went to the right place. And we still didn't get it right all the time. So, so. okay, so it's, it's a process. Um, I, I have a question, a sort of follow up question on that. I'm, I'm working on the assumption, among other things, that, um, that it's quite possible that the legislature will continue, may continue down the road of making it harder um, to vote. Um, and perhaps one of the ways they would make it harder to vote is, say, just taking away the ability altogether to have satellite locations, for example. One of the ways that, that we try and push the student population to vote often is at satellite locations. And like one of the differences I noticed between map A and map C is that map A um, tries like to group the dorms together so that the students basically have one polling place so they're not confused. Whereas the map C I think is either split across the river or I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite figure it out. So, um, so, one of the, so I'm trying to figure out what populations would be maybe the most heavily impacted by not being able to, to have some of these like, like satellites like, like we're used to and, and which map would be the best suited in the event that, that things are made even harder, if that makes any sense. You make a, a good point. The person who did map A uh, uh, did want to uh, create less confusion for students. Uh, so that is why precinct three is larger and precinct five is larger because the uh, dorms are uh, put together and um, the uh, population uh, for three is 33.53 and five is 33.88. But the advantage with that plan is the, the, the dorms are together. So plan uh, C, uh, to get population balance the, with the boundary, the house boundary around precinct three, uh, ha having a house district boundary that goes almost completely around it. The only way to draw population out of the old precinct three to create a, a new precinct three with, with a, a more balanced number was to draw the population um, south of Melrose into the precinct across the river uh, that currently votes uh, at the uh, university rec center. Yeah. But that would include part of the dorm uh, population on the east side. So the, uh, the dorm population on the east side of the river would be split between five and 20. Um, all of the, the people in the dorms on the west side would be in three. Um, so it basically s splits uh, that campus area into three precincts on C for balance uh, and on A into two to, to keep the dorms together. And, and sort of following up on that and, base, and, and as well as on what Councilor Mims asked about accessibility, are there any, are there any similar um, differences between the maps for other precincts that would make maybe one map would be would make it easier for people to get to their polling place and, and another map would make it harder or is it sort of all a wash I would say it's probably a wash I and mean, you know where you might have an issue with one precinct um, with one of these new maps it may solve a problem with a precinct 
that was an issue before. So, I mean, that just looking for facilities, it's always going to be a battle. So really, I don't, I mean. And there's, and there's trade-offs on accessibility. Yeah. So putting all of, if, if we switch to a dorm uh, polling place, it technically, the dorms technically don't meet the state requirements for parking for accessibility uh, because the parking would have to be on the street, which is not acceptable. So we would have to have a waiver for the ADA parking compliance if we went to a dorm location. But if the population lives there, it certainly would be much more convenient for the voters. Um, so, you know, accommodations would have to be made um, uh, for ADA compliance, but um, there, there would be a trade-off. There are parking lots there, correct, at, at the dorms? Uh, I'm thinking I, like Burge, I don't believe so. I mean, there's the on-street parking, which doesn't meet the requirements. I don't think they're near enough to the entrances. Okay. To I think there's some parking right in back of Peterson that may meet it, but I'm not sure about the others. <clears throat> we, we would look into that if, yep, sure. if we went to a dorm location. Sure. Do you, do you have a sense of the, um, the way in which the alternatives uh, alter polling, at least for the existing, where we have existing polling places that we expect we'll be using them again? How many, which, which of the, how does that play out in terms of the three alternatives where we end up seeing more shifts of population away from where they currently go for their polling place? Um, mo most, I mean, in all the plans, really, most of the, uh, most of the polling places are still going to be uh, in good proximity. Um, but are they the same, in the same location, I guess, is the, my, my question. We, yeah, I mean, between yeah. the three plans, I would expect the majority of the polling sites to stay the same. We should be able to use the same polling places. Yes. The polling places, yeah. good. I don't, I don't foresee a lot of people having to go to a different polling site. I mean, that's kind of our hope. If anything, we've listened to quite a few citizens over the past couple of years. Um, their complaints, the peninsula area, um, just trying to make it easier for Iowa City residents hearing their complaints about where they have to go. So we looked at that when developing these maps. And unfortunately, in, in some situations where, like the peninsula situation, where it would be nice to have a more convenient location, we were hemmed in by house district lines. So those folks still will have to continue to vote the Peninsula population and the Manville Heights population will have to continue to vote in the same location. There's no choice because they're surrounded by a house district line. And those are things where we had hoped to clean up, but we just can't because our hands are tied by the district, legislative district. Mm -hmm. Thank you, by the way. This is, this is a very complicated process. <laughs> so many variables. I really appreciate that you're doing this and did it for us and we don't have to try, the city doesn't have to try and do it itself. There's a, um. I, I had a question about um, between the three plans, 
when we're talking about growth areas, and of course, this is a 10-year, we're setting it up for, for 10 years. How do each of the three plans consider the growth areas? And is there one uh, more favorable um, with the population growth than, than another? I, I would say plan A left more room for growth around the fringes uh, because the more centrally located uh, precincts uh, have uh, more of a population. Uh, C being more balanced uh, will take population wherever it occurs. So if it's out on the fringes or if you have uh, a large residential uh, development in the core, um, you, you won't have to necessarily predict where that will happen. Uh, but uh, both A and B do give you more uh, space in the, the more outlying precincts. Just following up on the growth question, for the requirement that every precinct be below 3,500, that's for now, right? So 10 years from now, some of them will exceed it, just like that's what we're facing. That's why you added precincts. Is that correct? Correct, okay. yes. So then that's why you're kind of anticipating where the growth areas might might be. Yeah, and, that, and for us, that anticipation is the last thing we want is all of a sudden, in no time, a precinct is 4,000 people, and now we have lines 30, 40 minutes long at that voting site. That's the last thing we want to have happen. So it's in your interest also. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Following up on um, some of Councillor Weiner's comments, I was looking at the memo from our city attorney kind of laid out like the statutory factors that we're considering. Um, and I don't think, and maybe this is a question for Eric, I don't think we have like, there's not like one factor that trumps all the other ones, right? Like these are all things that we shall consider. Is that? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Right. And they're all things that we shall consider. When you say there's one that trumps, like the 3,500, I mean, there are statutory There things. are some hard rules. Okay, so my question is, like if I wanted to put voter convenience and uh, promoting election efficiency as the top priorities. Is there one map that you feel like does that better than the others? I really don't. I think all three are just as good, you know, just as good as the other, you know, the next plan. Um, I think it just basically comes down to what the council wants. So, you know, mm -hmm. we could draw another three maps and <laughs> she's sitting here with six and you'd be asking us the same question and I'd be giving you the same answer. <laughs> so, no, I mean, again, this is your decision. We just, we have the resources to help and do this on a daily basis. So. You mentioned the bus lines. Is there one that favors transit access? Uh, it's it's um, still to be determined on several uh, precincts where we will end up with a polling place. So that's certainly uh, the the existing polling places. I think your tr your transit access is good. Um, it's where we add uh, polling places um, that um, will definitely have to take that into consideration. Uh, there are a couple schools that uh, might not have uh, good transit access that are out on the edge of town mm -hmm. uh, that um, 
maybe they do now, but at, at an earlier point when we were looking at, at them, they didn't. Uh, so um, that's certainly something we, I think with the existing ones, we're good, but where we add uh, polling places, we're really gonna have to look that over. I think the transportation question is a good one. What we've done in the past is the, uh, we have had special transit on that day for, for certain sites, and I think uh, the transportation department can look at that. Again, I think that's a good question for them, for the staff to hear and uh, for consideration. I, I did have one question with trying to begin with the end in mind, and this is really for our city attorney um, and maybe our city manager, and as well as council. Uh, we know that in um, 2024, we'll be coming up on our charter. I have heard from people in the community from time to time um, that we need more districts. Now, personally, I don't have a, 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 an opinion if the three districts, A, B, and C, are enough or if we should reconsider the districts. But I at least wanted to have the conversation or um, bring it up that there has been talks about that. And in 2024, um, of course, we can't determine what would be decided, um, but is there any things that we should be thinking about, uh, given that in 2024 there will be a charter review and could, <clears throat> there could be some significant changes? Well, if, if the changes you're envisioning may include, let's say, an increase in the number of districts, or, or some cities call them wards, um, I, I don't know that anything you do uh, this year will have much effect to that in the sense that we're already breaking it up into uh, 27 um, precincts that are what proposed in all three of these maps. You know, obviously, you know, as Mark mentioned, ideally we were thinking an even number of precincts for each ward and, and you know, especially if we have a uh, similar amount of population in each precinct, um, then that makes it easier. But there's nothing to say that we couldn't have you know, non-identical number of precincts. But I guess my point is, there's already kind of small chunks in the precincts, and so if in 2024 the decision is made to increase to four or five districts or wards, um, that's fine. We would just probably identify which precinct goes into each new district, and I think that would be easy enough to do. So this won't preclude any future changes i can't think right now of anything that would get in the way okay thank you any other questions for county auditors i do think whichever plan you choose once we roll it out you'll be excited to see some of the new voting locations um, we even tried to incorporate what's the church bias that we're going to use now as a voting site by us yeah the kingdom kingdom center yeah which will allow that neighborhood to finally have a precinct where a lot of folks can walk to because that's an area we identified that a lot of people walk and it's great yeah so there's a lot of that we incorporated here that you just aren't seeing yet and that's in all three plans yes well, because it's just a new site yep great yep. Well, we looked at those factors on you know, everything from where do people walk the most to who's driving the most, you know. Thank you, That's, those, are, yeah. those are, at least for me, really important considerations. 
So, if and of course we can continue our conversation as council, and uh, any uh, questions or clarifications can take place. Of course, on the 14th of December, we'll be um, making a vote on which plan we like. So far, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, there has been resolutions written for, is it plan C? Uh, yes, plan C was what we put before the council last meeting. Correct. So what I was, um, what I would, encourage the council to do is to determine if that is the plan that we are thinking that we want as a consensus now we have to be a little careful because um, you can always change your vote <laughs> you know uh, and your vote in my opinion should be reserved um, as um, if possible for the 14th but if there is a different plan that one or any of the other, one or more of the councilors are thinking, then I think it might be wise for us to have city staff to draw draw up another resolution. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Plan A and Plan C today, um, and so it, it, it at least for me it seems like both of those plans would have resolutions drawn up. If there are any additions to or or any additions or takeaways from these plans, I think now might might be the time to discuss it because once we get to the 14th, our time is going to be, right. gonna be. Uh, a little limited. Now, again, we can't have another special meeting, but I think the purpose of this was to kind of uh, get ahead of that. And if I can interject, Mayor, I want to footstomp uh, one of the things you said, which is, of course, keeping an open mind. The public hearing will take place on the 14th. And, of course, council will need to keep an open mind to gather public comment. And at that point, after you've received that public comment on the 14th, then you'll be ready, hopefully. Thank you. And, Eric, is there a problem in terms of, you know, as the mayor said, having multiple resolutions with the different different plans? Or can we simply amend, if, if there's one resolution on the floor, can we simply, if the majority of the council look like they want to go with a different plan, can we simply amend the name of which plan on the floor? Or is it better I, to have I think multiple? so long as the, the plans or the maps that you are considering are ones that the county has provided and thus the county has already given the uh, mm -hmm. approval for because statutorily they need seven to ten days and so sure. forth to offer those comments and so forth. And so long as those are plans or maps that we, you know, already have in have hand and thus can have in, in Kelly's office so that the, you know, public, public can yeah. review them and so forth. And I, I, I think that's probably fine. Okay, thank you. But can we still do like maybe choose different plan and do some modification to that plan or? To, to which plan? Or okay. if we choose, we have to choose as it is. Well, so here, that's kind of the point I was making. So again, because of the statutory requirement that the county gets seven to 10 days to review each plan, if the council wants to make some changes to any of these plans, that's fine, council can do it, but we would then need to give the county seven to 10 days to offer their comments and then come back to you. If, if there are any modifications that you see now that you would like, if, if, if there's something you're thinking of that would be interesting to look at, and would like us to make that modification and give you a, a revised version of a particular plan, we, we would be happy to do that. Is still there is time to do that? Um, well, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it would have to probably happen 
fairly quickly. Okay. Just clarify again what, what your deadline is for the state to have this in place. January 1st, January 3rd. Right, and the other complication is that as part of the ordinance, after the council you know, decides which plan, we would need to write up <clears throat> you know, the legal descriptions and so forth for each of the, um, the plans. We have not yet done that. Um, because you know, council indicated that they were as yet undecided as to which one, or had not yet formed a consensus about which plan they'd like. So um, you can do that. Uh, we might need some special meetings um, at a time that might be difficult to schedule special meetings uh, just around the holiday season. But we can do it uh, if that's what uh, council desire is. It, it, that is, if council wishes to uh, kind of make changes to any of the three plans A, B, and C that are presently uh, before it. We have a fairly uh, compressed timeline this time around because the census data came out so late this time. Yeah, because this is really, we doesn't have even time to look at it. And, yeah. Chain reactions. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, at least for me, if there are uh, changes, um, maybe I'll just put it into perspective. So Thursday, typically, it's when we give our, uh, release our info packets through the city. Um, and uh, that's when at least somewhat of the plans would, well, the revisions would be there for the public to kind of see. Um, so I don't think that that's gonna be fully possible um, because today is Tuesday and then we would have to, it, it depends on what the request change is. Um, but I think it's important for the public to have that before them. Um, so if there are changes, I would encourage any counselor to make mention of what your thoughts are right now and we can discuss them. And I think my point is if there are changes, I think the December 14th meeting, we may, if, if the council agrees to the majority of those changes or the majority of council agree to those changes, then we would probably not have this item on the December 14th meeting. We will be looking at a special meeting. Right, and I'm just trying to think about the pu public notice or public hearing requirements. It might be that we have to open the public hearing and then defer it to a, a later meeting in order so that we don't have to uh, reopen or re-notice up the, the public hearing. Okay. Would it be possible to get a, um, I'm concerned with the, how the different pl plans um, vary from the existing precinct shapes and so it would be helpful for me to have that as sort of a baseline that it, if it were at the same scale where I could kind of just overlay uh, the alternatives to see where each alternative varies from the existing we can provide that yeah I can oh I can overlay you know like a, a different color line with the mm -hmm. existing precinct boundaries on it mm -hmm. and send you copies because I'm most familiar with District 21. That's where I live. Sure. So I'm, sure. I'm seeing they, you know, there's variation among the alternatives, but I'm not clear what the existing lines are to understand how much variation has occurred. Okay. So it's sort of just as a, um, a general notion, when not having been through reprecincting before, what is your experience at the auditor's office, like the first set of elections afterwards? Is there do you end up with a lot of people in the wrong place and having to redirect them? Is that end up sort of being a 
um, for, for say the primary and the, and the general in 2022 that um, I, I presume that would sort of maybe be um, a feature of that? I, I don't think it's been a huge issue. That certainly there might be some people who are confused, but we'll send out new voter ID cards to everyone, correct? Yes. Yes, we yeah. will send the new voter ID cards that will tell them the new location if, if it is a new one or old one, whatever it is. They'll, each voter will get a new voter registration card. Great. Thank you. I guess for myself, I'm not, I'm trying to avoid like micromanaging the, some of the specifics of the, the shapes and that kind of thing and just trying to think of the factors. So like compactness is a factor and the population is a factor. Um, but a couple things that I heard that um, want, that I would ask that we look closer at map A was the easily understood boundaries. Was that one of the kind of the drawing criteria, if I heard Mark correctly? Um, the dorms being together and then allowing for more growth on the fringes of the community, because I think that's likely to be what we're going to see. So I guess that's kind of my yeah, the pitch. Not that I have changes, but that I like, I'd like us to consider that one. Yeah, those are um, that that mirrors exactly basically exactly what I was sort of thinking of as well on that because you know we also as as they grow over the next ten years we don't that that could help avoid various polling places from being overwhelmed um, and which is really only probably during a presidential year but um, it's still an important factor. I was thinking the same thing really. Uh, especially like with the dorm together, not confusing the students and the uh, growth factor in consideration, yeah. Um, and bullying places, whether in, like, no, I really don't like the idea of sharing bullying because uh, especially for minority people, this will confuse them. So uh, I don't like that. So it, at least it appears to me that uh, there is sufficient enough support uh, to have two proposed uh, resolutions prepared, at least um, from the from your office, just because it could be um, a, a or C is what I'm what I think I hear. Sure, we will prepare each and have them ready for your consideration on the 14th. Thank you. Can I? Clarify again on map A, does district five or precinct five, does that include all of the dorms on the east side? It does. And district three would include all of the dorms on the west side? It does. Uh, C, would, C would include uh, all the dorms on the west side too, but uh, uh, on C, it does split the dorms on the east side. East side into districts five and 20? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay. Any other questions for county auditors? I just really appreciate your taking the time to come here and, and work through this with us. And glad you have the software to do it. <laughs> yes, thanks. <laughs> it helps. Yeah. I appreciate yes, thank that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Also, thanks to the city staff that worked alongside with them. I know that this has uh, <laughs> all the things that they're doing really appreciate uh, this uh, taking place. Any other comments for the good of the cause today? We did have one other thing. Yes. Election related. 
Um, so um, the county has not done the representing yet. We are working on that. Uh, however, we do expect some uh, smaller precincts uh, around Iowa City that we might possibly want to combine with an existing Iowa City precinct. So um, we will probably return for some agreements with the city for that to happen. We've that we currently have such agreements for uh, the current Iowa City 10 precinct and uh, the current Iowa City 12 precincts, which are combined with uh, parts of East Lucas Township. And then in the uh, in this past 10-year cycle, uh, East Lucas North was combined with Penn Township, uh, but now we would be able to combine uh, the Linder Road neighborhood with Precinct 22, which is a smaller population because it, of the House District line. Uh, if we could combine East Lucas North with uh, Iowa City 22, that would be more convenient for those people on Linder Road to vote in Iowa City rather than going to North Liberty. Can you speak a little? Just oh. to clarify, um, the, the people from East Lucas Township do come and vote in Iowa City. It's not vice versa. And I wondered if you can just speak a little bit to how it's been taking place so far when it comes down to voter confusion or or even the polling staff. Uh, I am not aware of uh, voter confusion at this point. Um, they are used to voting together. It is just one prison, so um, one set of machines for everyone, um, one set of poll workers, one location. So nothing is separated for, for okay. those voters. Okay. They but just if they're living outside the city, they're not using the same ballot, correct? Right. There, there right. would be separate ballots okay. for them. It, and it's like with, this, with the school ballots right. where there's a, a school boundary that goes through a precinct. There are separate ballots for the two school districts. Okay. But in terms of facility and like people that are working there, there's no other difference except the different ballot styles. Okay. Thank you. And just for um, and poll workers are used to dealing with different ballot styles. When you when you sign in, it will sure. tell you you know which yeah. ballot you should pull for them. In the precinct, well, I live in Tiffin, but there's a case where we bring in the Clear Creek Township, and they vote at the same site I do, and you'd never know. It's just one set of poll workers, and mm -hmm. do they enter them? addresses into a computer, and then it determines? Yeah. So when you when you uh, when the, you when you put the, the, the they can tell you, but I'm just saying as someone who's worked the polls, when you when they ent when you enter in their information into the software, um, it pops up both exactly which ballot they should use in the end. You'll have city and township ballots in Oxford and Lone Tree and Hills, uh, so it, it's very common that they're, they're trained. Right. To, to Thanks handle. for the heads up. Yeah. And that's a case too where you look at those communities or those towns, most of the people, even out in the townships, drive at some point during the day so they don't mind, you know, the outlying areas are going to come into town at some point mm -hmm. during the day so it works out for them to vote there okay great i'll just mention one last thing um, and that is on the the graphics um, i'm partially colorblind i know that i think there's a fairly large percentage of men who have some degree of colorblindness i don't know if there's anyone in the auditor's office who shares that disability but um i think it would be useful when when using color to distinguish zones, 
uh, to have it reviewed by someone who has that disability just to, you know, make sure the, the impacts of, of the choices in color are minimized. There may be other ways of augmenting the color, texture, lines, things of that sort. But it, it's, in some cases, I have a little bit of difficulty reading juxtaposed districts because the colors uh, are not distinct enough for me to see them. Yeah, we'll take that into account. Okay. Thank you. We've talked Great. a lot about the, the polling places or lack of polling places. Uh, do you have an idea on the different plans, vary, uh, which ones are lacking polling places or where you might have to double up, which, which plan has more versus the other? Uh, well, um, starting on the east end, uh, we basically uh, split the um, precinct that is farthest east into two. So uh, currently we're uh, using St. Patrick's Church, but we have the Hoover School out there. So that would be a very convenient uh, precinct there, but uh, in at least a couple of the plans, there's also Robert Lucas for the same precinct uh, if, if the plan uh, stretches basically between those two schools. Uh, we're going to have trouble uh, with all three plans with like the southeast corner of town because um, there's been enough population there that um, um, we'll need to find another location in the far southeast part of town. Um, then we're adding one in the west and um, that um, could be handled by doubling up at West High um, uh, but there's also the uh, elementary school that's on the border with Coraville. Borlaug. Yeah, yeah. Um, but West High has the space to, to have distinct separate polling places if that's the better option. Um, the, in each of the plans we end up basically with uh, the need for an extra polling place in the east central part, the area just east of downtown. Um, <laughs> We're, we're going to have to find some place either um, downtown at the, the fringe of, of uh, like uh, 25 on Plan A or uh, 17 on Plan C, um, finding a precinct for that, that, a polling place for that precinct uh, is going to be a challenge. So um, if you look at Plan A, which is the one I have randomly in my hand right now, I think my biggest concerns in terms of polling places are, as Mark mentioned, the D25, which is in the middle almost, D15, and 13. Yeah. Those are the three locations that I'm, I'm, we're, have, we're struggling. 13 on A or C is, is a challenge. Um, uh, oh, that's yeah. an area that, you know, years ago we used Roosevelt School, and after that we've had to kind of uh, shuttle around private locations and you know, have fun. there isn't a public building that we have out there that we can rely on. So if you have any suggestions, we are more than happy to look at options that are out there. 
I'm aware that the airport's in D13. I don't know if it would be an appropriate facility or not. Um. Um, I proposed actually looking at the university um, uh, garage or whatever it is for the helicopters. It seems to have an, um, some like ex uh, good enough parking and I mean, yeah, the airport might be an option too. Depends on, yeah. yeah. And that would be a better option on plan A versus C. Uh, C has a rather compact precinct 13 um, that does not extend down to the airport. I mean, it would be kind of cool to say that you vote at the airport. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people haven't been in that building either, so that would be a great, be a great opportunity for some. Better than saying you vote at the jail. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> any comments? Any uh, no, further comments? Thank you okay. for that information. All right, any other items from council, staff, auditors? Oh, uh, thanks to the city staff for all your help. Yes, thank you. All right. Well, if there is nothing else, I will just bring us to a close and enjoy the rest of your morning.